It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast as we approach week number 10 in the National Football League. I'm Chris Russell, your host, and as we talk about the 2-6 and six Washington football team against the equally terrible Detroit Lions. Maybe not as terrible record-wise. All right, we are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch this season. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. Got to get fueled by Pepsi, guys, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it, which is you and me. And we'll watch it together on TV this week because I'm not going to Detroit. I'm not wasting my time. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. All right, so we have that as our opening elements to the podcast today. We will also hear from... Alex Smith. Alex Smith, Cam Sims, and John Bostick on today's show. All three of those guys. We will hear from all three. All right, so before we get there, we'll tell you that Jeff Bidette, speed wide receiver, 427 speed, was officially signed to the 53-man roster in between our last episodes, late Sunday night, early Monday morning. And today, as I record this Tuesday afternoon, Jeff Bidette, 427, again, has some experience with Minnesota, uh, went to Oklahoma. Uh, you know, he's been around. He's been promoted off of the extended 53 or the uh, the free 53, I, I guess you could call it, um, where they could promote him and demote him back to the practice squad so that he didn't count against the 53, but would do it without fear that he would get claimed. Because normally you have to put guys through waivers to get them back on your practice squad. Well, that's only allowed a couple of times. So they ran out of those options, and they put him on the 53 and cut Tony Brown, which is what we discussed. This is the scenario that we discussed about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago, I think for the Dallas game. When they promoted both guys, but Bedette was promoted again via the usage of that practice squad for the Dallas game, and then again for the Giants game on Sunday. And Brown was promoted via the 53. So he was actually on the 53-man roster. The reason why I believe they did that, I don't know this because I didn't ask anybody, but just using logical theory, was Tony Brown would be of less interest out on the market, out on the waiver market, than Jeff Bidette because Tony Brown's pedestrian. Yeah, he's fine, nice guy, I'm sure, nice young player. Uh, he runs a 4-6. He's pedestrian by every standard. 
Jeff Bidette at 427 is not. He's not. So, you know, if you would have promoted both to the 53 back for the Cowboys game, say, for argument's sake, A, you didn't need to because you have that 53-man provision. Uh, It's really a 55-man provision. B, you would have had to create two roster spots then. You didn't need to do that. So I think they put Tony Brown on the 53 with the thought of maybe, just maybe, putting Tony Brown off when Steven Sims Jr. came back. Instead, because they had injuries at wide receiver, including Dontrell Inman, who they couldn't have prepared for, he all of a sudden pulls a hamstring, misses a couple of days of practice, can't play in the game. They already had no Antonio Gandy-Golden. Isaiah Wright they wasn't sure of. So they kept Tony Brown on the 53-man roster for Sunday's game, and they let Nate Orchard go, who, by the way, was claimed by the Houston Texans on Monday. But as soon as they needed an extra, extra wide receiver, they did so with Bidette, who, again, played on Sunday, actually had 13, I think it was 13 offensive snaps, if memory serves me correct, and Tony Brown was not even active. Neither was Robert Foster, the other speed receiver that they picked up, but he wasn't going anywhere. It was Bidette or if it was, or, or it was Tony Brown, and one's pedestrian and one's not, quite simply. One would have interest, I would assume, out on the market, and one probably wouldn't. So what they did was they promoted Bidette and cut Brown, which is, again, maybe a little bit later than I thought they would have had to cut Brown, but either way, either way. I mean, it told you everything that you needed to know when Bidette played on Sunday and Brown was inactive. Everything you needed to know. I mean, that was easy to figure out. So they get another speed receiver. Foster can really run as well. Terry McLaurin obviously can. Steven Sims is back. He got a couple of late touches in Sunday's loss. So for the first time really in a long time, they have four guys that can flat out fly. Now, whether they can run routes and catch and, and, and do all the things that they need to do, I mean, obviously we know McLaurin can. Sims has shown an ability to. Sims Jr., that is. Cam Sims is another guy that continues to just grow and grow and grow and get better and better and better. Three catches, four targets, 110 yards. His career totals coming in to Sunday's game, I believe, were 86 yards and a touchdown. And the touchdown happened late in the first Giants game. So he's really coming on. So three catches, 110 yards, a couple of seeds from Alex Smith for 30-yard gains late in that game, or really, you know, in the fourth quarter, I guess, not necessarily just late. Uh, That's usually an indicator that it came in garbage time. Eh, One of them did, uh, and it wasn't garbage time, by the way, Um, but you get my point. Cam Sims is certainly coming on. So we will hear from him. We'll hear again from John Bostick. We'll hear from Alex Smith of the Washington football team. And we'll also tell you this. Uh, Since our last episode, the Washington football team has hired a chief people officer for their HR department. As reported first by John Kahn of ESPN, Andre Chambers is joining the organization. Uh, He will oversee the Human Resources Division uh, that 
usually has had just one person running it. He uh, has spent the last three years as VP of People Operations for the Oakland Athletics baseball team. Uh, Obviously, you know all of the problems. Let me just tell you this. Uh, When I was with the team, when I was working inside the building for five full years, uh, it was a, a a wonderful lady named Amy, who has since retired. She was a secretary, an office receptionist, and she was handling HR. She was running an organization of 200 plus people. You know, that's all the coaches, all the players, all the staff, uh, me, you know, uh, our radio station that was owned by Dan Snyder, everyone, because Dan Snyder didn't believe in HR. And that's how, partially how, the organization became an absolute mess. So Andre Chambers comes across, hired by Jason Wright. Um, They've set up a whistleblower hotline. Uh, They will meet with uh, Ron Rivera every uh, Friday, apparently, for 60 to 90 minutes to discuss organizational culture. Uh, And they'll have something called Ask Me Anything Day. So I think this is obviously a very, very good step in the right direction. I mean... You know, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I I think the problems of the past are of the past. They'll still have to be dealt with in terms of the investigation, which I'm hearing is pretty close to wrapping up. So we will see about that. But the bottom line is, is, um, you know, this sounds like another smart hire. And I got to meet uh, Julie Andreef Jensen on Sunday, uh, who is, of course, now an executive vice president and was Jason's first, uh, you know, senior hire. And she seems like a wonderful woman and and just, you know, very happy to be here and excited about, you know, doing positive things and working with the media and the fans and and corporate partners and all that to rebuild this Washington football brand. All right. Coming up next, Alex Smith right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us. I'm Chris Russell for our friends at. Pepsi, that's right. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, guys, no matter how you watch this season. So, again, normally I'm in a press box. Next couple of road games, quite honestly, I will be at home on my couch just like you, but watching with you, and I'll have a couple of ice-cold Diet Pepsis right by my side, maybe even a two-liter. That's the best way to go. Just kill that thing. Maybe two two two-liters. Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These Pepsi, uh, these passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels. They're Pepsi fans, too. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, it is Chris Russell with you guys. And you know what? Protecting my family, your family, should be and is a number one, a top priority. But you got to do it safe, guys. That's the key. The people at Taser believe that safer self-defense is better self-defense. Here's the deal. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small, they're lightweight, enough to carry with you in your glove compartment or purse, yet they're powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns carry unnecessary risks, we all know this, for you and those around you. Pepper spray can harm you as much as an attacker, it's often ineffective. Taser products are safer and easy 
to use. That's right. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape and send an emergency dispatch to your GPS location. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with the Taser network of devices, apps, and personnel. And now you can own a Taser, the number one choice of law enforcement agencies. Taser is available without a permit in most U.S. states. Get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Lite at taser.com with promo code NFL. All right, I'm Chris Russell, Locked On Washington football team podcast to FedEx Field from Sunday afternoon. Alex Smith once again finding himself replacing an injured Kyle Allen. This time it'll be for the foreseeable future. He's starting Alex Smith this Sunday in Detroit, barring something happening in practice this week. Alex, what was it like for you just seeing um, what Kyle was going through and then being carted off? I mean, just given your situation a couple of years ago. Yeah, obviously a ton of emotions uh, going on for me right then in the sense that, you know, I knew Kyle was down and, and, and knew it was pretty serious once he stayed down. Uh, so, you know, you snap into grabbing your helmet and, and getting ready to roll. And then all of a sudden, you know, you see him bring out the air cast in the cart. And uh, uh, I know I know that routine well. So a um, ton of emotions. You know, I'm trying to you know lock it in, but obviously feeling for, for Kyle. You know, as quarterbacks, we spend a ton of time together and, and uh, you know, obviously feeling for him at that point, not knowing what's going on. How much different did you feel going into this game compared to that Rams game? Yeah, a lot different. Um, a lot different. I mean, I think it was nice to have that. Like I said, I really felt like that was a step for me a few weeks ago and, and could kind of move on to the next one now, kind of put that behind me. I didn't have to – wasn't thinking about my foot out there. I wasn't thinking about my leg. Um, just just playing. I feel more and more comfortable. I've gotten, obviously – uh, a lot more work in these, these last few weeks and, and feeling better and better. So, uh, you know, there were some things out there, no question. I, I really felt good moving around, um, making things happen, playing faster. So, Alex, I know you're a competitor, and I'm sure you're frustrated with those two interceptions late in the yeah. game. Yeah. Uh, take me through those two interceptions and, and what happened there. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we had a chance. We had a chance without those two. I mean, certainly the se- the second one's the one that really hurts. You know, felt like we were rolling, moving the ball there. Really had them on their heels. Um, you know, down three, and then got into that third down situation. And you know, they all they all dropped out. They did a great job all all, all day disguising. They're really active. Their safeties are really good. They they, they present a lot um, to you as a quarterback. So, you know, for me, I saw JD, and I kind of escaped there and tried to get it to him as fast as possible, and just uh, ball just came out high, just inaccurate. You know, better football there, uh, have a chance for a first down, or certainly points. Um, you know, if it doesn't come out high, so uh, better for me that that you know just a better football, but more accurate. You know, in the last one, two minute, you're trying to make a play. I just felt like I was late. Uh, we had a little high-low going over on the weak side, and, and I had a chance to throw that on time. And, you know, if you double-clutch it, any good defense is going to kind of make you make you pay. So certainly where I, I either needed to keep moving through my progression or, or throw that football on time. So, you know, that's one that, you know, I re- obviously feel like I'm better that better than that and, and uh, certainly capable of making that play. Um, so, you know, you can't throw it late over the middle. It, it, obviously, it's kind of quarterbacking one-on-one. Alex, we talk a lot about steps. What will it mean for you to like have a full week of practice, knowing you're the starter and, uh, for next week against Detroit? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, it is a different scenario. It's always different coming coming off the bench as a backup, just because the you know your work's obviously limited to just mental reps. You know, you you get as much work in as you can. You try to study from the side. You try to take the reps back there from behind and, and prepare yourself. 
um, but but it is different. So, yeah, I mean, I, I look forward to that. I look forward to obviously, you know, getting those reps in with these guys. Uh, everything's just a little different. Obviously, every quarterback has a different style, and and, and so it'd be nice for all of us, I, I think, to kind of take advantage of those a little bit. Hey, Alex, you mentioned um, that you uh, felt very different for today compared to coming in against the Rams. Um, Ron and Scott have talked about how much better you've looked at practice. Did something kick in in between the Rams game and today in practice where you felt, okay, I I'm able to do everything that I used to do? I mean, I think the big thing is certainly uh, the, the, I mean, the contact was a big part of it, just getting beyond that. Um, and, and moving on beyond that. And, and for me, then just playing football and not, not thinking about anything else other than playing quarterback. And obviously that's where you, you should be. Um, yeah. And then I, I think, I mean, beyond all this, it, it has been, it's been, you know, it had been two years almost since I really got reps. So that's a long time too, just as far as overcoming that. So all these reps that I've had, even doing scout team stuff, these last few weeks have just been invaluable for me. Uh, just playing, you know, getting your eyes back, seeing things fast, playing fast. So, Try to take advantage of all those, and, and I do think they've helped me helped me a lot. Hey, Alex. Alex you're I, a, uh, sorry, let me just ask this. Uh, in your last couple of years here, I, it feels like this team may be a little different. Do you feel that way? Do you feel, especially in second halves and things, that this team might be a little different? Yeah, than the first two that you were here. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah, every, every team. Year, these are yeah. these teams are also different. I mean, this year is is so unique, obviously, for a ton of reasons that don't even need to be said. Um, but we, we were so young, and I mean that in a positive way. We have so, you know, these guys have such good energy. Um, they bring so much juice every single day, and that's what makes it so fun, certainly for me, uh, try to be around these guys. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that's really what's important for us is to kind of continue to grow and get better. Um, you know, no offseason, we're still, we're still making enough ground, and, and uh, I think important to kind of keep, keep improving, keep improving and stuff is something, you know, obviously no one, no one likes to lose certainly like that out there and when, when you know we had a chance to, to, to get it. Um, but I think for us, as young as we are, to continue to develop um, and, and to grow. Hey, Alex, I know that obviously the result is a loss, but just the moment where you threw the touchdown to Terry, first touchdown in 700-plus days, almost I think two yeah. years to the day, um, what was that like to throw a touchdown again? It, it always feels good to throw a touchdown. It's, it's uh, you know, and it, like, yeah, it, it had been a really long time, so – uh, I didn't do much on that one. Terry, Terry obviously helped me out and, and made an amazing play. Um, but, but yeah, it felt great. But I think more importantly, certainly knowing how quick it was a quick strike for us. And it really kind of, you know, obviously put us within three and, and made that, um, that game viable and really winnable. So. Terry, did, did Terry give you that ball, by the way, Alex, did he give you the ball after that? I have no idea where that ball is. No idea. <laughs> hey, Alex, I know this is your, you're still processing the game, but is how do you process the fact that almost two years after that awful, awful day, you're right back to where you started from? You're the court, starting quarterback again? Uh, I mean, to be honest, not, I, I guess, not even thinking about that. You know, I, I mean, not for me, I, I'm enjoying so much every single day um, going, and I feel like I've continued to progress and continue to get better, and, I, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, for me now, this is, a, this is another step. You know, obviously, I'm, I'm incredibly bummed for Kyle. Uh, you, you know, you never want to see that. Um, I feel like he has a you know bright future ahead of him. And uh, but for me, yeah, I mean, I, I just you know kind of going full steam ahead. You know, I'm not, I'm not thinking about any of that other stuff. 
I'm going to run with this opportunity. I'm so thankful for it. Um, I'm, I'm going to make the most of it. So. So obviously, it's going to take time for, for I guess, you guys to, to get used to, uh, you know, the unit all around you. But with the receivers getting healthy, with, with you, you know, moving forward, it started to feel like in the second half that you might be building towards something that, that you guys could, uh, you know, kind of pick this up pretty quick? Yeah, I mean, I don't think, yeah, all of us in the huddle, certainly in that second half when we got it going, I think we're really confident about our ability, what we were doing, executing, um, certainly our matchup. And it, it's fun to have that edge, uh, you know, Really wish we could have capitalized and finished it off. You know, tough. That's what that you know obviously for me hurts the worst. With that, that second to last one, we were in a position there uh, to to get that game. And so, but yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that that you can grow from situations like this. I thought uh, for a lot of guys, we we spread the ball around. Obviously, Terry's always a, a big part of what we do, but certainly there were a lot of guys that got involved today. A lot of young guys and made plays for us, and it was fun to see. Thank you, Alex, what have you seen out of Terry just in your, your time playing with him, you know, be it in practice or in the games you've played? Um, what has stood out to you the most about him? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, Terry's, uh, I think, uh, even when as a rookie, when he came in, was such a pro. Um, the way he went about his business, his work ethic, uh, such a good teammate. Um, and I think the thing that I realized pretty quick just watching uh, was especially on game day, the, the competitiveness that kicks in um, with Terry. I mean, he, he really takes it up a whole nother level. There's not many guys I've seen that, that, that can do that like he does. And his willingness and, uh, like I said, competitiveness, certainly combined with his talents, uh, really make him tough on Sunday. So he's fun to watch when he, when he flips that switch on game day. Um, you can see it. You can see it in his eyes, certainly see it in his play. Alex, what did you? What do you think was the key for, for Cam Sims to have such a breakout day today? Oh, just the opportunity. That's all, Cam. I mean, I think Cam has done an amazing job of just staying ready. He, he does it every day in practice. He uh, works incredibly hard. He's really talented, um, you know. And, and I think he's been getting more and more opportunities, and rightfully so. And uh, the guy just continues to to make plays. So, uh, pump for him. He's an awesome teammate. And like I said, I think a guy that, that is incredibly talented and, and has been buying his time and getting better and, and uh, making the most of when his number is getting called. Uh, Alex, this is the first game of the season that we've had 200-yard receivers, uh, most of those in the second half. Uh, what can you all do to carry that uh, into next week against Detroit? I, I think anytime you have a good passing game, you know, and you're throwing the ball well, you, you got to be multidimensional. you got to have a lot of guys that can do it and, and really – uh, the defense a lot of times dictates where the ball goes, and and uh, that's your job as a quarterback, dropping back and, and obviously reading the defense. So you never know who's going to get it on a certain play or a certain game, and, and I think everybody's got to be ready and, and uh, rolling, and certainly it takes the other 10 guys doing their job a lot of times for, for the guy that, that is making the catch uh, to have a chance for success. So uh, it takes it takes a lot of people, uh, most of all, obviously, the guys up front as well battling. So a lot going into that. Um, it was nice to see a lot of guys get involved today. All right, thanks to Washington football team and WashingtonFootball.com. The Washington football team in Detroit this week. The Lions 3-5, and five, the Washington football team 2-6. and six. Call on Fox. Brandon Gowden will be your play-by-play. He did the Sunday night game, I believe, uh, for the Bucks and Saints on Westwood One Radio. He'll do TV this time, and apparently Aqib Talib, former Pro Bowl corner, is uh, with the Broncos and with the Patriots, is going to be making his TV debut 
uh, calling the game with Brandon Gowden. All right, back in a flash, we'll hear from Cam Sims and John Bostick and wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Good to have you with us right here on LOWFT. All right, guys, it's Chris Russell here once again for our friends at Built Go. When you need an afternoon pick-me-up, you're feeling a little sleepy, which is, hello, me, you, every day. Trust me, it happens every day. You don't need another cup of coffee. You don't need a sugary soda or one of those sugar-filled, gosh, knows what's filled, five-hour energy shots that they sell, right? Nope. Here's what you do. You get a built go. As a matter of fact, you get a supply of built go and then you have one for whenever you need it. You put it in your golf cap, uh, you put it in your golf bag, your briefcase, your workout bag, you put it in your car next to you wherever. Built go is like a 5-hour energy without that same crash feeling and it's natural and again healthy for you so that there's not that sugar crash feeling. Three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. They combine energy gel with collagen protein, B12, B6. Visit BuiltGo.com and use the promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's use the promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. That's BuiltGo.com. Use the promo code LOCKED and let's go. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we wrap up the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Let's quickly hear from wide receiver Cam Sims over the 100 mark for the first time in his NFL career. Uh, shoot, the confidence level. That's all I had to build up from throughout comp- I mean, through training camp. So I just had to build a trust with the QBs, and obviously it's coming along. Man, ever since... He had went down, man. I just knew when he came back, I knew I had to do everything in my power to do everything I can for him. I mean, he came back, so that means I got to do what I can. I got to do everything right for him. And what worked so well for you today? Uh, Just being prepared. Uh, My dad always said, just be prepared for any, any situation. So my opportunity came and I was prepared. Hey, Cam, where are you a better receiver? from the last – from just this year? Where are you a better receiver? Oh, uh, just my confidence level. My confidence level from last year was way higher than – way higher this year. Uh, the QB trust me. All the QB trust me now. So, that's that's it. The confidence level and the trust from the QB. Cam, what happened in the second half today? It just felt like you guys finally found that rhythm offensively. Was there what, – what changed from halftime? Uh, we had to settle in, man. We come, came from about week. That kind of threw, threw us off a little bit. But once we got settled in, QB had, had it on his mind. Receiver Ben had it on their mind. So that's all it was, man. We just had to settle in and execute every play. Uh, It's fun, man. Every day we come to work. That's all it is, man. We compete. 
uh, we young, we gonna have our fun, but at the same time, we gotta, we know when it's time to handle business. So that's how it is. Every day we just come to compete and have fun. Oh man, that's that's great, man. Uh, we ever since I got here, well, ever since he got here, I tell from I can I can tell his work ethic. Uh, he came in every day and just worked, put his head down and worked, and he deserved it. All right, and once again, that is wide receiver Cam Sims really making his way. Let's finish it up with a little bit from John Bostic after a disappointing day for the run defense. There's a lot of plays that when we look at this game, we're definitely going to want back as a defense. So, uh, you know, we got to get in tomorrow, be critical ourselves, and uh, get ready to go for next week. Hey, John, what was the problem with the run defense today? Uh, I mean, the, you, you got to tip your hats to them. They, they were doing some good things uh, offensively that, you know, that we haven't uh, seen before. Uh, but at the end of the day, we still got to go make those plays. We got to make those corrections on the sideline. When we make those corrections on the sideline, we got to make sure we go and we execute uh, what's being coached of us. What were they doing that you hadn't seen? Uh, just, just some some different things inside the run game. Uh, we, to be honest, we've seen these types of runs before. Uh, some of us, uh, some of it was just uh, guys guys were trying to do a little bit too much. You just got to get in your gap and, and do your job. That's what it really comes down to. John, obviously you guys are dejected and upset about the loss. What was kind of the overall message in the locker room going forward here? Because obviously, you know, you're two and six, but still in the hunt for the division title. Uh, it's, it's not good enough, and uh, that's we, we know that. Uh, you know, Coach Revere didn't even have to say that, but we understand it's not good enough. And for us, uh, as a team, you know, we, we know we're right there, but right there, we can't we can't keep talking about it. We got to make sure when when we're you know putting this preparation during the week, uh, we we are practicing hard. You know, we we like the way we're practicing. Um, we just got to make those plays in the game when he, when the time comes. Uh, I mean, for us, we, we love to win a turnover battle, and we, we lost that today. We, we didn't give our offense any type of momentum. You know, their defense, that was one thing they did a good job on defense. They were turning the ball over, uh, setting their their offense up in good field position sometimes. Uh, that, that creates momentum. And, and for us, uh, we didn't do that for offense. So that, that is definitely uh, a reason why we lost this ballgame today. Don, what was the reaction when Kyle Allen goes down? He's coming off a couple of good starts and a win. What was the reaction when, when that happened? Oh, I mean, it's it's tough, you know, to see a guy like that go down because um, you know, he's worked he's worked so hard to get to the point he's at. He's playing well. Um, he was leading that offense, and uh, you know, it's it's tough. It's just tough to see a guy like that go down. Um, but like I said, for us on the defensive side of the ball, we we didn't do a good job of getting the ball back to you know to our offense and any amounts of time. And you look at the time of possession, time of possessions, you know, kind of ridiculous when you look at it. They had the ball way more than we did today. And on the other hand, Alex goes out there, looks a lot better than he did in the previous game. Obviously, had the interceptions late, but what did you, what were you able to see from him today? Um, you see him getting back to him, getting back to his old self. Uh, you know, I've, I've watched Alex play for a long time, and uh, everybody knows he can play good football. So, uh, you know, he'll have a whole week to prepare next week, and you know, I know he'll take full advantage of it. And you know, we're going to be excited to see him play. And once again, that is John Bostic, Cam Sims. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com for making the audio available to us. That is going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Washington Football Team podcast. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for downloading us. Thanks to our sponsors, Built Go, uh, as well. Uh, Axon through the Taser uh, system. Right. Remember, we told you about Taser being safer self-defense and better self-defense. That's right. So you have Axon and Taser and as well, our friends at Pepsi. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for always 
keeping us on your listen list. We'll be back with another episode right after Wednesday's practice right here on the Locked On Washington football team podcast. Adios. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.